Welcome to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast, where I help men and women just like you who have a drive to make positive, powerful impact within their local community do so through licensed assisted living, group homes, and community have businesses. I'm your host, Ariana. I'm a co-CEO of a seven-figure home and community-based agency, former professional foster parent, mother of three children, coach, course creator, and so much more. I'm obsessed with helping aspiring providers break into the business of care without all the confusion, overwhelm, or even owning their licensed property. And I help current providers intentionally market, develop systems, streamline their back end, and scale their income. If you are wanting to build a business in care and make seven-figure impact, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast. I am your host, Ariana J, and I'm so excited you are here. I don't know if you're aware of this, but May is National Foster Care Month. And foster care always has been something near and dear to my heart. As I was a former foster parent, and we adopted our beautiful daughter, Zoya, from the foster care system. It was a very long journey. It was a journey of resilience for her and for us. And I really want to talk about empowering providers and celebrating foster care in and of itself, and also realizing that self-care is one of the most important things we can do as providers. And I'm speaking specifically to foster parents, right? So we can provide the best support to the youth that we serve in the various different aspects. So I'm super excited to talk about this today. I have so much to say on foster care in itself. We'll save that for later episodes. Today, we're going to really focus on how to really better yourself so you can provide better support to the youth that you serve and just celebrating and empowering providers because there is a lack of foster parents. There's a lack of really good ones. And I know there's a lot of good and more bad stigma of the industry in itself when it comes to the state side of things. And when I say the state side of things, I mean the system as a whole. And then when it comes to foster parents as providers. So let's go ahead and jump into it. The first thing I really want to talk about is the role of a foster parent as a provider. A lot of people don't correlate the two and match them up as a foster parent is a provider in the cares industry. And it's almost like they're isolated in their own little world. And the really important thing to note is that foster parents are very, very important. And the youth that we serve are extremely important because these are the individuals, regardless if they're in foster care or not, that are going to be our leaders one day in this world, right? As we age and we get older, we're bringing up leaders, right? Same as our children, our own biological children, right? And so 
as a pillar of your community, being able to step out and help other youth who are overlooked and underserved because they were dealt a hand that they had absolutely no control over. And the role of a foster parent as a provider, that's where it comes into play. And these individuals are brave, they are important, and I want to speak to the fact that they are providers, just like a doctor is a provider. Any provider should be respected, right? And I believe that foster parents do not get the respect they deserve and the notoriety they deserve because, well, society says, well, you're paid for this, so you're not doing a noble act. And that is a stigma we need to break because it's not true. If there was no reimbursement, families would not be able to provide the adequate care that they need, right? They would not be able to do the things that they need. And with inflation and all the other things, when you're taking care of your own family, right, and the struggles that come with that, finances and all of the other things, childcare, et cetera, right, you have to realize that there needs to be a reimbursement to be able to provide that care. And so the responsibilities of a foster parent, yes, they are being reimbursed, but there's a ton of responsibilities, right? Think about your own children if you have them or grandchildren or nieces or nephews or whoever it is in your life. It's a lot of work, right? And so one of the biggest challenges faced by a lot of foster parents is lack of support. And this is something that I've experienced myself and I can attest to. And I have friends who are foster parents and they say the same thing where the state doesn't necessarily provide the level of support that foster parents need, right? And they are placing individuals, youth, I'm going to say individuals, but I'm speaking to youth, clients, et cetera. I use all of that interchangeably, but they are placing youth with foster parents that don't have support and they expect them to operate at this level and they're not getting self-care, the self-care that they need and the support that they need. And I truly believe if self-care was really built in to the requirements of being a foster parent and any provider by that means, and the supports were provided by the state to be able to do that, you would have a much better output, I would say, from the provider, which is the foster parent, right? I believe foster parents should be supported. I believe all providers should be supported, but we're talking today about foster parents, and I truly, truly believe that they are not recognized enough. Now, I will talk about some of the recognition that the state does because I don't want anybody coming for me saying, well, they do this and they do that. Well, you're right. (laughs) They put on a picnic (laughs) once a year, like a foster parent appreciation picnic. And I'm trying to think of what else they do. If you know of anything else that they do, let me know. This is not a knock to the social workers out there who are placing these youth in the homes. I think a lot of them are raggly. There are some that are great, but I have had experience 
with a social worker that had her own set of mental health challenges and went totally off the wagon, totally rogue, I would say, and fled the state and threatened to commit suicide and was calling me. And it was just a very weird situation. And I had only been in the game for like a year at that point, maybe a little bit less. And I was like, what in the actual hell is happening? So even social workers, right, are not supported in the way and they don't even have mental health mandates set in place because they are the ones who are finding these foster parents or they could be the ones that are licensing. They could be participating in licensing. Usually they're not the same person, right? But I have heard social workers that say they transfer to licensing or they're in licensing and transfer to be a social worker. So these are the people that are giving the licenses, right? And their mental health is not even in check. And so we have to understand that the provider themselves has to be supported to really fulfill the role and all the responsibilities that they are required to fulfill that is on the social work side, licensing side, and the foster parent themselves. And I believe the the foster parent has the hardest job of them all, and they're not recognized for that. They're not recognized for that. Hey there, if you are ready to make impact within your local community and you are ready to get started, I have something for you, so listen up. The Startup Provider Program is open for enrollment for a limited time. The Startup Provider Program is a self-study program over 12 weeks, so you can get on track with opening your business and care so much faster. We talk about everything from mindset and focus to clients and funding to licensing and certification and everything else in between, specifically focusing on that market research so that you can find the right license type and the requirements to open the business and care that you desire. So head over to startupprovider.com for more details. All right, now back to the show. So the biggest thing that I found as a foster parent that really helped me navigate all seven of those years was finding my own support system. And When I realized that I needed support for the youth that I was serving, and when I first started, I want to emphasize that I had no children. It was me, my husband, and our sweet dog, Rocco, who is now passed. We had a nice big house. We had land. And so I thought, what better way than to serve the community and serve the youth that were needing care, right? Until they were reunified or whatever the state deemed as their plan, right? And so when I realized I needed support, it was really hard to get. And and I don't know exactly how to explain it because people look at you like you're doing a good deed, right? Oh my God, I can never do that. Kudos to you. You are so needed. But they never offered support, right? It was always kudos to you, right? And there were some people in my life from church and some family that were able to to help and, and ask to help. But there were also some of my friends who had been through the foster care system and really meant it like kudos to you. That's triggering to me. So I, I could not. 
I could not really help out. And and for that, I totally understand. But I really had to find a support system in place because my husband, he worked on the slope three weeks on and three weeks off. And so I didn't have that support system. And there's a lot of providers who spouse works in their local city or state, their nine to five job. And there's always like one primary provider. And that primary provider can be pretty worn out. And I also understand it's an agreement between both parties, right? Where if you have a spouse or you have a partner, one is agreeing to be the primary parent. I understand that. But also there are foster parents out there who are single parents. And it's hard for them to have that support system. They don't even have the spouse or partner. They may have a partner, right? But they don't have that extra person in their household to be able to bounce things off of. And so when I realized that building a support system around me of those identified people that could help me with respite, that could help me pick up or drop off or any of the supports that I needed with the youth I was serving, that had to be identified because it was going to make the journey so much easier for me and going to allow me to breathe a little bit because I knew, okay, I have people in place to help me, okay? Now with that, (laughs) even though you have supports in place, you still have to buckle down as a provider And you cannot burn yourself at both ends of the stick. Self-care is something that is not even really talked about. And it's looked at in a bad way, right? So let me give you an example. For me personally, I burned myself out. And I was burning myself at both ends of the stick because I was dealing with some significant behaviors from the youth I was serving and the agency I was a part of didn't really provide a ton of support. They did provide more than the state themselves, right? But they didn't provide a ton of support. And the clinicians and case managers are the ones that kind of dictate what happens, a clinician more than anyone, if you are a treatment foster parent. So I was a traditional foster parent and I was a treatment foster parent. So as this episode ebbs and flows, I'm talking about both. But the agency I was a part of as a treatment foster parent, they had more resources and support than just the state alone. But let me tell you, their support wasn't enough. And they also expected providers to do so much. I mean, they expected us to do so much. We were reimbursed a lot more than traditional foster parents. So we we signed up for that. We knew what we were getting into and we did an extensive amount of training to even be considered as that type of parent, right? But they don't really mention the self-care piece until you were burned out. And then it's almost like this shame narrative that spun of you need to do some self-care. You seem like you're burned out. Okay, let me offer you some respite now. You seem a little bit burned out. And it's like, well, why aren't we building that in from the beginning so that I'm not burned out, right? Where are those supports so that we're not having this turnover of foster parents And the youth, if it's a good placement, it's a good fit and the youth is thriving, why don't we want to preserve that placement as long as possible by keeping not only the youth good and thriving, but the foster parent good and thriving because the foster parent is always overlooked and their boundaries are not respected. 
there's not an encouragement, a mindful practice that should be in place when we are thinking of being a provider, right? You really don't have a ton of time to do engaging hobbies or pour into self-care through movement or exercise. And yes, these are different things that can be done, right? But when you have a home with youth in it, right? And you might have your own kiddos and then you have your foster youth, you have a lot going on. And so you need Again, that support system so that you can have that self-care built in. And I do believe that agencies should encourage this for providers, even offering like a gym membership or wellness membership where providers have a place to go to be able to pour into themselves. And they're at least given that opportunity. Now, if they don't take it, they don't take it. I've met some raggly, raggly ass foster parents where I am utterly disgusted and I don't even know how they have a license, but that's on the state for approving and renewing the license. Yes, the state does some pretty shady shit when it comes to that. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. What I want to encourage foster parents to do and any providers, but this episode is specifically for foster parents, I really encourage you to find a community and get involved in a community that is like-mindedness and is going to understand what you are going through. There's people who want to be there for you, but don't understand the struggle of what you're going through. And that can be really, really frustrating as we're trying to vent or we're trying to explain things because we're human. We have frustrations too, especially with some of the youth that we serve or we're trying to do a really great job, right? And making sure the youth is available to see the guardian, their parent, right? Whoever that guardian is. And sometimes the disrespect that comes with that, sometimes you have youth that have very extreme behaviors because of traumatic events and experiences that have happened in their life, right? Sometimes the state social worker is just being really difficult or they're expecting you to do stuff that is absolutely outrageous and you are frustrated. You need a place to vent and a community to do that with that's going to understand the frustration and not judge you and think you're a horrible person because you're complaining, right? It's not about complaining. It's about letting some of those frustrations out so that we can get back to our own baseline and then we can do some things that support us in getting there. And then it's also allowing us to continue the longevity, right? of being a foster parent because it's really hard and there's some amazing communities out there and I just want people to understand that you are not alone. The Seven Figure Impact Assisted Living Group Home and Community Hab Provider Facebook group is not a community specifically for foster parents, but you are welcome in that community. I want you to know that you are very, very important and your presence and the youth that we serve is extremely, extremely important. And if you still value the work that you do and you still see a mission in your presence there and being a foster parent, 
We got to find a way to help preserve you and bring awareness to self-care so that you are able to continue on and be a pillar and support within the community. So developing and building a support system for yourself is going to be crucial. And even if it's baby steps, I know people have a hard time with doing new things, but that is okay. When you find that community, make sure that you stay involved. Make sure you participate, uplift, and encourage others. Give others feedback if they ask it when they are venting. Provide conversation and talking points. Ask people what they would do in said situation, right? This is not a place for you to come into, right? A community for you to come into and then stay silent. It's important for awareness and engagement so that you feel supported and the other members of that community feel supported also. I always like to tell members of my programs to give as much as you take because that's what builds community, right? So I really encourage you after this episode, write down some self-care things that you can do things that you're interested in, hobbies, some movement exercises, right? Say movement because movement is medicine, right? So whether you want to go to the gym or you want to ride your Peloton or you want to go on a walk, like write down some things, find a podcast that you enjoy listening to. And if you're listening to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast, shout out to me on Instagram. Let me know. I would love to shout you out on my stories. I really value your time and taking time out of your day to listen to this episode and definitely share it with a friend because I believe we can all benefit from this. And if you are interested in being a foster parent and you have questions of such, or you are looking at becoming a treatment foster parent, reach out to me and let me know. I have a really good program that can actually help you out with partnership and affiliation. That is all I have for today. Continue to be great as we celebrate National Foster Care Month. That's the month of May. I'm super excited to be able to have a platform to share topics like this. And trust me, we will get into a ton more regarding foster care. But that's it for now. I will see you same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, if you resonated with this show, if you feel the desire to make impact, don't forget to head over to www.startupprovider.com so you can start making seven-figure impact and follow the show so you get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also come follow me on IG at underscore Ariana J. If you follow me there, let me know you came from the podcast. I really would love to meet you. Or you can join me in my private Facebook group, Assisted Living Group Home and Community Hub Providers. I hope to see you there.